It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Out in the cold, out in the dark, something's lurking at the edge of the park. People be warned, people beware, there's a storm on the rise and it's covered in hair. Hear him cry, hear him howl, looking for someone to disembowel. Claws like a hook, eyes like coal, feet so big they're gonna crush your soul. They call him Sasquatch. Good morning, Wormenjika. Welcome in our local Jara language. This is Yowie Central. You're on 94.9 Main FM and you're with Sarah Vignal. This is the community radio show where we bring you the latest on Yowie research in Australia and delve into the vast and fascinating realm of Bigfoot, Sasquatch and cryptozoology from here and around the world. Today, we are departing a little from the subject of Yowies to talk about paranormal ghosty stuff. My guest is the fascinating and multi-talented Jazz. She's a nurse, an artist, and a medium, and who, since she was little, has frequently heard, seen, and sometimes smelt ghosts. We recently caught up for a chat about some of her freaky experiences, Check it out. So I, I'm totally fascinated by the email that you sent me. It, it sounds like you've yeah. got some fascinating stories to tell. Where do you want to start? Oh, I actually don't really know. <laughs> well, so you mentioned to you, me um, yeah. that you had Yowie, you had dreams of Yowies mm. and that you were a very mm. spiritual person, um, mm. a, a, a medium, in fact. Mm-hmm. Is that so? Yeah, you, you yeah. tell me. <laughs> I, I wouldn't actually call myself a medium because a lot of people go, oh, you know, they're fake and whatever else. I, I tell people that I'm close to um, the experiences that I've had and a lot of my family members and my friends, um, I've actually validated things for them. So they're going, oh, crap, okay, <laughs> you do have some kind of gift. Uh, it does run in our family. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, I have had amazing experiences especially when I, I worked in palliative care for a long time. Yeah. You know, being with people when they die is such an honour to, you know, to be able to, to care for them, especially when family, you know, aren't present. And a lot of people die in the middle of the night. So, you know, if work was quiet, I would sit with whoever was passing away. And, yeah, I, I'd hear voices. I'd see, you know, glimpses of of shapes when people have died I've seen flickers of light and I haven't been the only person that has um that has experienced that uh with me you know I thought I was going mad the first time I saw it but you know I I, I can't explain what I see uh I can't explain uh there's no 
what's the word that you know yeah it's just a gift yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I've seen good and bad mostly good but the, the, the bad kind of things I, I block out and I deliberately say like, you know only only good come through because I don't I don't need to know bad yeah. um, or I don't want to feel bad you know um, I think if you but, open yourself up to that the, the, the negative energy you uh, I believe you then attract the bad stuff. For sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like I've got heaps of <laughs> heaps of tales from nursing. I walked through a ghost one night. Oh wow! Um, Tell me about that. Yeah, that was really amazing. Actually, I used to go in and do the obs, you know, check uh-huh. people's um, blood pressure if they were really unwell and just flutter around, you know, <laughs> whatever I had to do. Um, and one night I had only just got there. It was about ten thirty, and um, I used to, I'm only like four foot ten, like I'm not even five foot tall. So I used to sneak around and, <laughs> you know, they, they, a lot of, a lot of dementia patients thought I was actually a little, little, little kid, like little girl. Um, and so I yeah, used to sneak around doing my, my chores, you know, as quiet as it could be because I didn't want to wake anybody up. And I opened this door one night very, very slowly. But as I walked through this massive rush of energy went through me and all I could see was this white fog. We had um, the floodlights on, so, like, it's not bright in the corridors. And just this, yeah, this flush of ang- you know, energy just came through me and I just went, oh, and I, I actually started, my, I had palpitations. And as I turned around, another nurse was walking up the corridor and she just looked at me. She goes, are you okay? And I said, I don't know what just happened. And um, I said, because she said, you look like you've seen a ghost. <laughs> I must have been really white. And I said, I think I just walked through one. And later that night, out of the corner of my eye, I used to see a man in a suit with a top hat and a cane. Wow. Um, and, yeah, it just it probably happened about three or four times over the course of a week, but I thought, oh, hello. <laughs> I don't know if it was you I walked through or what, but that was that was quite an amazing, yeah, and, you know, I've spoken to people that are really sceptical. My partner's very sceptical. I don't tell him anything anymore because he's, you know, <laughs> I'm like, okay, shut up. <laughs> I won't say a thing. <laughs> you know, it's very analytical and if, you know, science can't prove it, then it doesn't happen. So yeah. I'm like, yep, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've, yeah, I've shared yeah. a, a lot of it. I was going to say, had yeah, anybody sorry? else seen that the guy with the top hat or were you the only one? No, it's funny because a lady that still works there that I, I know, she said to me one day in a conversation and she doesn't really believe anything, but she said, it's going around that there's this man in a top hat standing at the wa- water cooler. <sighs> and I just looked at her and I started laughing. I said, yeah, I know, he's got a cane, right? And she went, what? How did you know? <laughs> I mean, I haven't worked there for 13 years, so he must be still floating around. So, yeah. How <laughs> wow, interesting. Um, mm. I had another patient one night. I got on – I usually I usually did night duty, so I, I came on shift and we had the handover. And when I got there, there was this little lady in the bed out the front of the nurse's station and she was she was just talking, you know, babble she was just babbling and I said has she you know got a temp and whatever else and she was just delusional um and so she had really high fever and we were you know doing half hourly obs on her and I about two hours into the shift it was my turn to do her obs and I I just stood next to the bed and the other lady that I was on with was like basically across from me. So I was talking to her and then looking down at the lady and doing the blood pressure and stuff. And all of a sudden she just become really lucid and she started talking normally. And I said, Oh, hello, sweetheart. I said, you, you, you know, you, you feel okay. And she just was looking behind me and having this conversation. Right. And I'm just like, what the hell? And I've looked at Anne who I was on with and I said, are you listening to this? And she's like, yeah. And she she was a tiny little nurse that um, was a little English lady and anything like that would frighten her. Like I would have to go and do the, the lock-up round just to make sure all the locks and stuff done because she was so scared. <laughs> Timid little thing. But she, she's like, oh, my God, what's happening? And I said, I don't know, let's just listen. And she was she's, in this dialogue, she said, 
Yeah, she wasn't looking at me. She said, oh, thanks for being here. I'm so happy you came. I, I miss you. Um, and I'm going to cry, actually, okay. talking about it. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, she she was so sweet and so loving in this conversation. Anyway, I ended up having to move down the end of the bed and I was fixing up her blanket. But as I moved down, I just got this huge, really huge sense of uh, smoke. And I looked at Anne, I said, can you smell smoke? And she just freaked and she goes, oh, my God. And she's looking around thinking there's going to be a fire. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, I'm like, oh, my God, I can smell cigarette smoke. And I moved back down to the other end of the bed where her head was and she's still talking to this, you know, whoever. And, yeah, it ended up happening probably for about 20 minutes, this lucid conversation and replying. And, you know, but we just couldn't hear the other half of the conversation. And every time I'd walk back down to that end of the bed, it would smell like smoke. So the next night I came on and she was back in her room and she was actually the first uh, resident that I went and stuck my head in just to see if she was okay. And she was awake and she's looking up at the ceiling and I said, hi, sweetie. I said, are you feeling better tonight? And she said, oh, I I had a terrible night last night. And I said, I know, like you were really unwell. You had a really high fever. And she said, she just looked at me and she started to cry and she said, you're not going to believe me, but my husband was with me. And I said, no, I know that, darling. I said, I, I thought you were here, you were talking to him. And she said, I know it sounds stupid. And I said, no, not to me, it doesn't, not at all. I said, if he made you feel better, then that's beautiful, you know, then, you know, you hold on to that. So she ended up going to sleep. But before she went to sleep, I said to her, can I ask you what? you know how your husband passed away and she said he he um he had chronic lung cancer because he was a smoker and I thought okay oh, I wow. knew that <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, oh isn't that wonderful for yeah. for her though to have had that had his company totally totally it's just beautiful and look that's not the only case I, I've I've had other people you know either passing away I, I remember one lady passing away and she said oh wow and we kind of all just looked at it because I, I thought, you know, she she was actually quite nonverbal at the time. She was, you know, unconscious. And she goes, oh, wow, look at you all here. <laughs> and I'm like, I looked at the other two two or three nurses who was in the room and, and she, they all just kind of looked at each other and I just went, oh, the rest of the family's here taking uh, her home, you know. Uh, yeah, lots of stuff like that, yeah. Uh, especially- <laughs> I actually really miss palliative care. It's, it's actually a really be- – people go, oh, it's terrible, death is terrible, but in the right in the right place and in the right setting, it's actually really beautiful and that's what, you know, holistic palliative care is about. Jazz, tell me about mm. the um, the Yowie dream that you had. Yeah, sure. And the worm. Okay, so <laughs> I know. I know. It's so amazing. Um, and I still I, – look, that's why I messaged you because I'm like, I have no idea what this is. But <laughs> um yeah, really uh, interesting. So, so tell, yeah, tell tell the listeners, mm, tell the listeners the story. Yeah, n- not a problem. So I grew up basically in the rainforest, and would hear lots of you know rock clacking, tree knocking, that kind of thing. The whole rainforest just going dead quiet within seconds. You know, cicadas stop, birds stop, everything stops, and. To me, when I was a kid, because I'd grown up with it, it, it was nothing. Like it, I just thought that was the bush, and it wasn't actually until I found Dean's channel and listened to everyone I've been listened. <laughs> um, I've gone, I've gone. Oh my god! Like that's happened my whole life. Okay, well that's that's maybe what it was, you know. And so I've always felt at peace there, and I don't know if that's because of the indigenous side, or I don't know, but I've always felt uh, safe and secure and looked after and never felt ever in danger and um this I keep having this recurring dream and it's only just stopped where a female yaoi would come and it sounds ridiculous but she's actually really pretty her face is really dainty and pretty um you can tell she's obviously a yaoi but she's got this I don't know it's just this aura about her but she's really protective and nurturing and this mother kind of feel and it's 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 it is quite hard to explain but in the dream she she said to me we're here to protect like we've been here forever like we're, we're always here 
Um, we are very spiritual. We're here to look after the forest and look after our land. But she gave me a present and I held out my hand in the dream, but she put something in my hand and I couldn't see it because it was all blurry. And then when I woke up, I thought, what the hell did I dream? And when I dream about people that have passed over or if people come to me in my dreams, you know, that have messages, I call them soul dreams because their energy actually stays with me until the next time I sleep. And her energy stayed with me all day. And uh, it's, it's, it's a weird story, but the night before I dreamt it, I actually cleaned off our front step. There was leaves, shoes needed to be chucked out. So I, you know, cleaned it all, put the mat down and it was great. The next morning I got up, opened the door, there was a noise outside. I felt like I needed to go out there and look down and here is this bloody worm <laughs> um, tied in a knot and dried, dried worm tied in a knot in the middle where I where I could see it. And I thought, oh, my God, okay. So I picked it up and it wasn't until I kind of picked it up and I thought, I've already held this in my dream. Like I've, I've, already, I've already been given this in this weird way <laughs> and yeah I, I can't explain it I've got the worm I've sent you the photos and I don't know I, d- I don't know if it was a present because I, I know that they barter like yeah. <laughs> nothing's taken <laughs> it was just like here's this gift in this you know in this dream and you know as you said in in the um in the email back to me like Worms don't tie themselves in knots that I've ever seen either. So it's been dried like that. I just—it's <laughs> a conundrum. Like I just don't understand it. I mean, maybe I'll dream something later on. And it'll just make sense. I don't know. If it does, I'll let you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I, I couldn't think—I couldn't think of any other explanation. Well, any explanation uh, apart from someone with opposable thumbs tying something into a knot like that, um, mm, tying mm. a worm. I, I, as I said to you, I don't know much about worm, worm behaviour, but I, I no. don't think they tie themselves into knots, do they? No, it, yeah, it that's it. It didn't look like just a one simple knot. It was kind of – there was a couple of loops to it, wasn't there, if I remember yeah. correctly? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's only like – it's like a granny knot. It's uh, Yeah, it's it's strange. But the thing that got me was I'd cleaned that front step. So something has put it there because it was dry, a dried, tied worm. Like it, nothing, it couldn't have gotten there by itself. Yeah. And it, it it wasn't breezy. Like it couldn't have gotten there from the garden because there's, there's, a, there's a step, like there's a lip. <laughs> I don't know. How much, like, was it? Did it have a little bit of weight to it or was it really like could it have blown there in the wind or No, no, it's 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 dried but it's heavy enough not to, you know, blow around too much in the wind. Yep. So yeah. It's a fascinating yeah, I'm I, looking I, at the photo now. It, I will actually post I know, right? I'll post the photo onto the yeah. Yeah, we Central Facebook when when I when we broadcast this show so people can see Ooh. have a look at that that's very it's fascinating yeah it really is you know in episode you probably wouldn't off the top of your head but maybe um episode 61 or on dean's channel the lady that was friends with the little yaoi that's just near me oh right i Um, I can't remember off the top of my head that one but okay yeah. yeah her mum and dad worked on a banana plantation it's not far from me it actually backs on like kind of the, the rainforest backs on to where I grew up. Mm. So all of that land is kind of connected. I just felt when I had that dream that that's the same kind of feeling that that the parents of that little Yowie, you know, like that was their kind of thing. They were protectors but they weren't violent. You know, you get some that are really just want to kill you, like Dean's yeah. um, encounter and stuff like that, but these feel not like that at all. They feel completely different. Well, Dean, um, Dean was saying yeah. the other day, I mean, yeah, obviously he had, he's had a couple of really aggressive encounters, you know, Ormo and Kilkevan, yeah. I think it is. But he was talking about, he, they've been doing lots of expeditions of late in the Springbrook National Park and he heard a couple of growls last weekend. So they're, they're, they're going back to the same place again this weekend. And he, he was talking right. in his experience that, 
just like humans perhaps, some are educated by their parents to not be violent towards human beings. Mm. But then yep. others either uh, perhaps mentally unwell or haven't haven't had good parenting, so they don't know. They're more aggressive and and violent. Yep. So, which which I I have to admit I hadn't really thought of before, but it makes sense. Yeah, you know, you yeah, you, inher- it's really you learn behaviours from your parents. So why wouldn't that be the case? All animals do that. So why wouldn't that be For the sure. case in this situation? Yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, that's exactly what I feel too. I've got another – I've got heaps of ghost stories, but do you want to hear another one? Yeah, hit me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love it. Bring it on. <laughs> I, I lived and uh, moved away for a while, and I lived in an old bank. Before we'd moved in, a, a guy had actually committed suicide in there. And um, so we moved in you know, three or four years later, and we were only young. I was about 15, 16. We knew that he had, you know, died in the house for ages there was nothing you know it felt okay it was a bit cold in the middle of summer but that's about all we felt you know and then all this stuff started happening my um my sister was in one room and she was screaming out to me to stop it and I'm I was asleep and I woke up to her screaming and I've just opened the door (laughs) and she's like stop throwing stuff and I said I'm I'm literally in the other room asleep. What's going on? And then I realised what was happening. <laughs> Her music that she had on was turning up by itself and then down, up by itself, then down. And there was things actually being moved in the room, like a CD went flying, um, tapping on the window, and she was so scared that she, when she realised it wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. So I actually slept in there with her, but we didn't get much sleep. One day the um, the TV would just change channels and it was one of those old you know let's change the channel (laughs) dials you know flick 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 you had to actually physically get up there was no remote (laughs) that was weird this went on for ages until we actually had to get the house cleansed the guy that yeah the guy that came in just said look I can feel that there's a male presence in here he was only young when he had died but obviously it's suicide and it, it died down for a while so yeah that was that was quite amazing. Yeah. We um Did you we, actually see the yeah. so you actually saw the stereo turning? It felt like yeah, a, yeah, yeah, far out. The knob. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. that would scare mm-hmm. the crap mm-hmm. out of me. <laughs> and the t- yeah, it was just like because we realized that was actually his room. So, um <sighs> yeah, my sister moved out of there pretty fast. <laughs> exactly. So, no <laughs> no one it. wanted to yeah, no one wanted to go in there and it was always freezing cold in that room and not anywhere else. Oh, right. Um, but we used to just talk to him in the end because we knew the family. We just went, you know, come on, mate, just stop it. You're kind of scaring the shit out of us. <laughs> and it was kind of freaky too. Like in the bathroom, you'd go to have a shower and it's, you felt like someone was watching you. So <laughs> we'd no all, good. we'd all shower. No, we'd all shower with underwear on. <laughs> House full of girls, you know. Yeah, um, no, but there's this, this yeah. male energy presence around that you go, oh, stop looking at me, you perv. <laughs> mm, mm, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, it wasn't um it wasn't long ago it was only a few weeks ago actually we went and my daughter and I went and picked up some rabbits from her aunt's house and we were putting um putting everything in the car and the hutch and stuff and um it was on dark and I thought her little boy had come out to at the front because we'd gone around the side of the house come out the front and it was going to scare us because I could see these little feet in the garden and they just moved back slightly and I, I went actually ran up to the corner and rah because I wanted to scare him first and there was no one there and there were these tiny little feet into in the like step back from the wall and it just like disappeared like I physically saw little feet and and I thought that was her son going to scare us around the corner because you know he was inside no and when I um looked into it there was well there still is an old church across the road and apparently a little boy had um had passed away in the church grounds and and I fully believed that that was him playing you know having a look or playing a game or something and it just it was it was I said to my my daughter's aunt I said did you see that and she said, what? And I said, little feet. And she said, no, it's probably the ghost. And she just laughed and she changed the subject. And I said later on to her, is that a normal thing around here? And she said, yeah, happens all the time. I'm like, oh. 
<laughs> okay. Mm. Yeah. How old were you when you first realised that you had this gift? Uh, it runs in our family. My nan has it. My mum has it. My mum's a Reiki master. Ah. Um, and we've done, yeah, and we've done, I've done Reiki one and two. Um, it probably, we had a quite a traumatic childhood and it was early on and I had a psychologist who was quite a holistic, you know, had a holistic approach. She was lovely. And she said to me, a lot of people will have your ability because, like as, as kids, I'll have that ability because they they kind of need looking after. So the other, your family members on the other side are there to help you and, and to help calm you in some ways, you know, mm-hmm. which I thought was really lovely. So that kind of made sense to me. But, yeah, early on it was it was a young young age. My sister was quite in tune, really young. She actually saw – she'd have conversations with my grandfather that who, who died when I was five months old and I'm the eldest, so she never met him. But he used to sit on the side of her bed and she'd get up in the morning and go, oh, Mum, do you remember this when you were little? And Mum would go, what? And it was stuff that Mum had never spoken about or, you know, and he, you know, he, he would talk about who was on the other side with him and how lovely it was. And Meg, Meg didn't realise, my sister didn't realise, you know, what was going on, that he wasn't real or, the, you know, that he was a spirit. She just, it happened so often that, yeah. So, yeah, we all, we all have it. <laughs> <laughs> and what about your daughter? She's quite in tune actually too. And I, I say to her, don't let society tell you that, you know, it's wrong or it's not normal because it is. So, um, you know, we were at a a gender reveal party two weekends ago and we both sat in the car and we both felt weird but we didn't say anything. And I looked at her and we both said the same thing at the same time. Did you feel this weird vibe from that, you know, the guy that was there? And I said, yeah, I did. And she said, he can't be trusted, Mum. I just feel, you know, feel that he's not right. Right. And I said, yeah, I, I do too, darling. So... We'll wait and see what happens with that. But we both felt really – it's this grating on your spirit, like, this, mm. you know, when something's not right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I, I feel yeah. those things too really strongly mm. feel other mm-hmm. people's energy really, really strongly. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. Not We're so empathic. much, not so much ghost, ghosty sort of stuff. That yep. I think the thing is, I yep. grew up with parents who were very pragmatic, not interested in that sort of thing at all, and it doesn't run mm. in, in the family. So that was never something that was encouraged or talked about. Um, but definitely, I've always had a bit of a sensitivity for for energy, but yep. never, never, not to the point where I, I've seen ghosts. Anything like mm-hmm. that? I, I made the mistake as a, as a teenager of watching some scary movies and mm-hmm. it, they, you know, the entity and the exorcist and things like that. And so, oh, yeah, yeah, um, I can't. So the whole idea of ghosts now scares me so much that I don't even let myself think about it. It's, I just yeah, clo- right. I close down completely, which is a yeah, shame because yeah. I, I wish I hadn't. Because I wish I'd left that a bit open. But mm. <laughs> mm. but um, yeah, yeah. I just you can get. Yeah, you can get back to that stage. Can you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of energy work. Um, you can. Yeah, there's things you can do. I can email you some stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Please do. Um, I'd love you yeah. to. That would be great. I'd love mm. to get back in touch with that side. I just don't know how to do it safely without yep. opening myself up to bad and, energy. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And and there is bad. Like I'm fascinated with ghost tours and, you know, that. Uh, before I found Dean's channel, that's what I was – you know, hooked on <laughs> with um, ghost experiences and, you know, the TV just kind of exploit it a lot too. And I think it's a lot of them are just for ratings. I don't believe in most of it. But there definitely is. And I've seen it, you know, and I've felt it. Uh, I was actually contacted by a guy in the States not long ago. He actually has two really, really bad spirits attached to him. And I can't do anything from this country because he's in America and I've just sent him everything that I can find. I've sent him to churches, Catholic churches for exorcisms and all that kind of stuff. Right. Nothing. Um, it got to the point where, and like to be honest, I when he contacted me, we're in the same kind of ghost group on Facebook, and he he just put up, has anyone else ever found, 
ever felt like they've had an attachment? And I said yes because there was a trip to hospital once and I honestly thought I was going to die, but I realised that it was something attaching itself to me and drawing out my energy. Um, that's another You're story. Right. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah, and so he just contacted me and he said, what can I do to stop this? And then I, when he started speaking about it, he actually sounded like he could have had, you know, paranoid schizophrenic or, you know, something like that. And and when I questioned him, I thought, no, this is this is real. And they'd wanted dis- this is what's freaky, one had disguised itself as a little girl. Now, he would uh, contact me via Facebook um, video mm-hmm. and he would go around his room and there would be no one there, but I could hear this little girl and it was quite demonic. Oh, um, oh, and he still, I know, he still has these attachments and my guides or you know whoever's helping me on the other side were like you need to step back from this it's not good so I had to you know I physically stopped talking to him which makes me sad but I I just couldn't do anything else for him no no and how does does something like that happen like how does how does it well what yeah for in, in his case he worked in a restaurant now they he ended up moving into the loft above the restaurant um and in the basement he found out later when he went down there with his boss that people had gone down and done Ouija board sessions and you know Mm. some demonic ritual and it just opened this portal to god knows what and so um because he was very weak and vulnerable at the time he'd gone through a separation so um, they're kind of just attached to him. Now, he, he ha- literally hasn't slept in nine months. He can't sleep. They wake him up. They want his body. And this is what he keeps saying to me. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, I, I, can't, I can't fathom it because I've never physically had that, you know, before. N- you know, nothing evil like that. Yeah, I, I had to physically step away from that. I, I couldn't put any more energy into it. I, I gave him all the knowledge that I had and I wished him luck, but I just couldn't do it anymore. It's not. It's just not nice. Like it, it freaks me out. Actually, yeah, no, no, no. It. it freaks me out, and that's exactly mm. why I closed myself off because I was seeing yeah. the, the particularly one movie called The Entity, where and, and it's based on a true story apparently. And it this mm-hmm. this woman was had an attachment like that. This this spirit, negative spirit, who would attack her constantly, raping her, like just mm. horrific stuff. And because it was based on a true story, I've that terrified me so much that. Because I thought, oh, God, even if I think about that, if I'm by myself, what happens if even just thinking about it draws a spirit like that to me? Um, yeah, right. So <laughs> so I just stopped. Yep. I made myself stop thinking about anything ghost-like at all for years and yep. years. <laughs> well, you know, and if that's the case, imagine how cool it would be if you could think about your hours and then they'd come. <laughs> oh, my God. That would – I can't tell you how excited I would be. Uh, that would absolutely make my world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me it. too, me too. Love it, love and it. And you'd have like this – in my – you know, when I go bushwalking and stuff now, I'm like, right, I need – need a kale, uh, kale, I'm dyslexic, sorry, I need a, a um, trail cam attached to me on, you know, one of my head, one of my back, <laughs> you know, is coming up behind me and I don't hear it or see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to miss a thing now. Yeah. Well, the problem, and the problem is for me, I do a lot of bushwalking, but because I live right on the edge of the bush. But my dog, my three dogs, <laughs> are um, loud and and uh, rambunctious, so I trust them to tell me if there's something around. <laughs> uh, but totally. so probably nothing. Yeah, yeah I always, aren't, I doubt are going to come near anyone with three dogs. So, yeah, in a in a way, it's it makes me it reassures me, but I, I also mm. think it prevents some encounters as well. Yeah. Uh, well, who knows? Yeah. But I'm too well, frightened. To, I'm too yeah. frightened of axe murderers to go out in the forest by myself, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, people that I'm more fine. scared about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yep. And that was part one of my chat with Jazz. You're listening to ninety-four point nine Main FM, the best little station in the nation. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. In part two of my chat with Jazz, nurse, artist, and seer of ghosts, she tells us more of her scary but fascinating ghost experiences. Getting back to ghosts, I had a friend commit suicide last year, and like mm. we we worked worked together, and you know, very close. It was like a brother to me. And he knew that I had this gift and we'd talk about it in depth a lot. Anyway, when he passed away, he actually saw him at the end of my bed and oh, I was wow. in such a state, like I was just, I, I, I still cry, you know, yeah. thinking about him because yeah. he was just like this huge part of my life. But he comes to visit quite a few times and I actually had surgery uh, four days after he, a knee surgery four days after he'd passed away and oh, God love the sister, she actually held the the, um, the funeral off so I could get out of hospital and be there, which was really lovely. But I was actually on the lounge with my leg up and I had a, a blanket over me and nobody was home and I, I saw him and he came towards the lounge where I was and I just started crying. I'm like, why did you do this, mate? Like, you know, I'd speak to him like, you know, he was yeah. just there. And all of a sudden my blanket just picked up like about two foot off the lounge and just dropped. I'm like, okay, wow. Okay, dude, like this is cool. I'm crying. Like I said, you know, this is awesome. Do it again just so I know it's not my stupid brain. (laughs) Yeah, up again. Oh, and he did it again. Oh, wow. Yeah, did it again. Yeah. He was at the end of my bed. Yeah. I saw him walking. Sorry, go on, go on. Sorry? I'm interrupting you. I'm sorry. I'm so excited. No, sorry. I, I've got all these questions. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, he, um, the night or the second night after I found out that he had died, he was at the end of my bed pacing like he actually would in real life. And I, I saw him and Ian, my partner, saw a glimpse of him and he doesn't believe in anything. And he's like, what is going on? And I, I just started crying and I'm like, Andrew, get out of my room, you perv. Like just, you know, and I'm half laughing but because I could see him, you know, half laughing but crying at the same time. And, then, you know, Anne's like, you're an idiot. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> it's just the car lights from down the road. I'm like, yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> yeah, no. Did he actually say okay. anything to you? No, no. I, in my, when I dream about him, he does. We have conversations which is quite a personal thing, but basically he felt like there was no other way out, which is so hard because, I, I, you know, I knew there was. He just felt that he couldn't find that other way out. Mm. Yeah, conversations, yeah, only in my dreams. Yeah, I'm sorry mm. for your loss. That, that, that is yeah. really sad. Does he still pop in? Um, every now and then, yeah, and it's funny because – he, I can feel his energy and then all of a sudden, like he was a huge fan of um, Midnight Oil. And so, you know, one of their songs, without a doubt, if I'm in the car, I'll feel his energy and then one of their songs comes on. It's not the <laughs> other way around. It's always him first, then Midnight Oil. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, dude, I know you're here. Let's go for a drive or wherever I'm going, you know, or, Yeah. Isn't it interesting how, how, yeah, how things mm. like that happen? I find often I, I haven't thought of somebody for a long time and then they'll keep popping into my mind I, like for yep. a few days or a week or two and then all of a sudden yep. I bump into them and I haven't seen them for a couple of years or something. That yeah. happened, it happened yesterday, in fact. <laughs> I'd been yeah, thinking about energy. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, totally. Been thinking of this friend of mine, a uh, really, really close friend of mine who I haven't seen in a couple of years and um, 
I've been he's popped into my mind of, in the past two weeks and mm. just happened to bump into him yesterday. It was quite that um, happens to me a lot. Like I'll I'll walk into the the shopping center and then all of a sudden, you know, oh this this voice, my intuition just goes, Oh, you'll see such and such today and mm-hmm. like, oh, right, okay. <laughs> Get prepared for that conversation or <laughs> you know <laughs> Okay. And there they are, like hundred percent time, every time. Hundred percent. So weird. And and like, you know, people um, I don't know, people call it ESP, I don't know what they call it. It's just energy. But basically, you know, when you, you think about someone and then the phone rings and it's them. Yeah. Yeah. Um I <laughs> I did an experiment one day with my sister where I fully was in this meditative state and all I could think was uh, was her name and I could visualize her ringing me and within 10 minutes she called me and I said, why are you ringing me? And she said, I just have this urge to call you. Are you <laughs> everything all right? And I'm like, yes, it worked. And I actually <laughs> videoed myself doing it to back up, you know, what I was doing because I didn't think she'd believe me. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, that's that's crazy. Well, That's Dean, when I know that it's real. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Dean has a bit of a, a psychic, you know, bent to him as well. And he, he, I was on the phone to him last, last week, about a week ago, I had, a, a, mm. I helped an old man who'd fallen over and knocked himself out in the middle of the street. And I, I wasn't sure if he'd cracked his head or hurt his neck. Mm. Um, he didn't seem to be breathing initially. He, he did, we did get him breathing, but I held his hands in my his head in my hands for for forty five minutes to an hour while we got the ambos down and you know calmed him down and rubbed his back and got him to, got him to wake up and kept saying you know stay with us mate stay with us and um, Dean said to me um, he said oh, I just uh, I mentioned to him what had happened and he said ah oh, I know something happened because I just had this I kept having this vision of you holding someone's head in your hands. Um, oh yeah, and I said, "Well, that's exactly what happened." <laughs> that's amazing. I get that people say, "Oh, that gut feeling," and it is. It's just your intuition. It's just your your energy tuning into whatever's about to happen. I believe, but that saved my life so many times. So many times. I remember walking um, down this kind of cliff. It wasn't it wasn't very steep at all, but my daughter and I, when she was only little, and we went to find shells on this beach, uh, we got down there and I just felt so sick, like so physically sick. And I've gone, oh, my God, no, this isn't me. This is like spiritual. And I could hear these voices saying to me, get out of here now, get out. And it, there was this really dirty kind of vibe and I thought, what the hell's going on? And I've looked at my daughter and I'm like, come on, sweetie, we better get home. And we'd only literally just gotten there. And all of a sudden I looked up and there's this guy standing there, like actually alive. He wasn't dead. He was actually standing there in black just staring at me. And I just got this horrible rape vibe. And I I just picked her up and I legged it (laughs) back up to where – back up to where there was like people and I thought, oh, my God. And, yeah, I that was – that was terrifying purely because I had my daughter there as well and she she was so little. Like I I studied martial arts so I can protect myself but when it comes to my kids, I'm quite protective. Oh. And, but, I, you know, I felt really vulnerable yeah. um, and I'm only little. Like, <laughs> you know, so um, another time my, my ex-husband and I decided, well, he decided we should take a shortcut one night through a train tunnel. And I said to him, I'm not getting in that tunnel. You know, and he's like, no, no, it's fine. Um, a train's not going to come. I said, I'm not getting in that. T- I'm not climbing down there and I'm not walking through there. I said, I will take the long way home. <laughs> and um, he got down there, checked it out, and he ran back up. And he's like, okay, we're not walking through there. And there goes the XPT. And I said, if we had, a, if I had to listen to you, we'd be dead. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about, yeah. Do, you, do you ever get? Like with, with your dogs or with your animals, do you ever get, do they ever visit you once they've passed? Uh, it's funny you say that. My, we had a childhood dog, her name was Pebbles. Now, she died when she was 20 and she was a half uh, miniature lassie cross corgi. Now, it's a really old for a dog, but Very she old. was beautiful. She was such a sweet, yeah, she was such a sweet little thing. 
But at the end of her life, she she kind of had this really weird smell about her and it was really distinct and it was to do with her lungs and her, you know, sinus passages and stuff like that. And when when mum put her down, when we got her put down, that's all we could smell for months. But it was like we'd sit there and you'd hear a noise on the floor and turn around. There was obviously nothing there, but you could smell her smell. So that that's probably the only time that mum still has mum still has encounters like that and she had this little bell on her collar and i i've never heard it here but i've heard it on the phone and it's her collar but it's it's she's not there it's not there it's right. not in the house right. which is and it's yeah it's it's crazy never had any other animal encounters like that it's more people I'd love it if my – I had a, a, a beautiful Great Dane who was my baby, really. I, I had actually lost a, lost a baby and um, about yeah. six months after that, this, this beautiful mm. big grey Great Dane needed a, a rehoming and someone asked if I would have her and um, she just mm. – she was just my security blanket, my – and I'm quite an introvert so it was – I, mm. I, I didn't know that many people up here in Castlemaine at that stage either. And she, you'd just walk down the street and everybody would stop to talk to her. <laughs> so it was a way of meeting other people. And she just, I took her everywhere with me and, and she was my, my, my everything. So when she, and she only had her for three and a half years and she, she died suddenly. It was really traumatic, but I, mm. and I still cry about her pretty much every day, but in fact, yeah. I, 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 I'm even talking about it now. Yeah. I still cry a bit, but I I wondered. I thought, wouldn't it be wouldn't it be great if I knew if I could work yeah. out that she was around? Sometimes I thought that would be so comforting. But I I've never seen a sign of her. I had a, a friend who does no. a lot of energy work, and I was talking to her about this, and she said, "Well, there's a little dog here." Um, I said, "Well." So apparently there's, there's a little dog in the corner and I went, what do you mean there's a little dog in the corner? I said, no, she, she I don't know who that is, but she's my, my dog was a great Dane. I don't know where she <laughs> is. Opposite. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, maybe she's been reincarnated into a – or maybe she was originally that big. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, oh, that's cute. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 fully, I fully believe that they cross over. They go into – that realm, you know, I've had um, other people that have had, you know, psychic readings and stuff. And in in the reading, especially with one really good medium, I've I've become friends with. He he told my friend that her dad had, the, and he named him. He, you know, she had never spoken about his name, but named her dad and the dog. And he wow. said, "Dad's looking after such and such the dog on Aww, the other side." That's nice. <laughs> so yeah. I, I've had um, an amazing reading two years ago with, with that really good medium I've got close by. He actually said to me, I sat down and he's like, oh, what what are you doing here? And I just looked at him and said, come for a reading? <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, I'm just be wasting your time. And I went, what? Why? And he said, because you know everything. You have this gift. And I'm like, oh, can you just do it anyway? Like, I don't trust sometimes what I see or feel. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's interesting. That a, mm, yeah. But and it's funny because um, like, and I'm, it's so funny because I'm quite skeptic even know that I know stuff. And so the first time I met him, I actually sat down and I took my jewellery off. You know, I was because you got those charlatans that do cold reading. So I, <laughs> I um, I just went and no body language. He just kept. He held one of my rings and he just knew my first name, and and it was like he just picked up on everything. And he says he he actually has a waiver that says, oh, you know, that he has a eighty five percent success rate. He he just told me things that nobody else had known and about my, my pop and, he, he you know, my pop died when I was, I was five months old, as I said before, and he said to me, you need to tell your nan that your pop's still growing flowers and veggies in heaven. Uh-huh. And I just looked at him and I went, 
okay. And he goes, but you knew this already, didn't you, darling? You know, <laughs> he's quite <laughs> an eccentric guy, this, this medium. But um, I said, yeah, I, I kind of knew that. But, yeah, just amazing. It's just spot on with everything. But <laughs> every now and then he'd go, but you know that, don't you, darling? <laughs> um, uh, I wish I knew someone sweet. down here like who, who I could trust as, as someone who was legit. I'm sure if I reached out and started asking around, people, somebody might know know someone who, yeah. who was actually legitimate for sure, and not a charlatan. One amazing encounter that I had was um, I was at my nan's house where my pop had actually passed away and it was 30 years to the day. And I got in the car just to check my phone because I'd actually put it on charge in the car and um, <laughs> he, uh, it turns because I, I saw someone walking towards the car and I thought, who the hell is that? And I got out of the car and they were gone. Now, this man was in a white shirt. And when I got out of the car, like I literally opened the door and looked and there was no one there. And they couldn't have gone anywhere because it's a long driveway, skinny driveway. And I thought, oh, my God. And then something told me that it was him and he was leaving, that he wasn't, you know, he was his work had been done. He'd looked after Nan for 30 years and, you know, looked out over the family. And... I thought, what's the time? And it was, do you know, it was 30 years to the day and to the hour and to the minute that he had died. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was weird because we were all sitting around and it was just, I don't even know why I went up there because she lives an hour and a half away and I took the kids up there and we kind of, it was this weird feeling like all day and she's, you know, nearly 90 and we sat in the house and, you know, we had lunch and stuff and we just sat around but there was this unspoken what are we waiting for kind of feeling Hmm. and then when I went into the house to tell her she just looked at me and she goes all right what do you want to do and everyone's kind of got all this energy now and it was just so weird and I said do you know what I just saw and she said what and I said I swear I just saw pop leaving the house and she goes yeah I think you probably did and she was just like (laughs) I don't know I can't explain it but it was so weird and I went now look at the time I said, I literally saw someone walking towards the car in a white shirt and then they just disappeared. It's like he just walked out the back door. See ya. <laughs> I can't explain it, but I knew it was him. Yeah, that's Ooh. fascinating. <laughs> fascinating. I remember mm. actually once, uh, I think I was quite upset about something at the time. It was a few years ago now. My grandfather died when I was about five years old. He was really yep. close to my mum and uh, he was a, a, a creative. He was a writer and a musician and um, but I, I was, I was just talking to him one night as though he was here, pretending he was here and talking to him, but I had the strongest feeling after a while that he was actually here. Really, really strong. I thought, yeah. I thought, yeah, he's here. I can feel it. Yeah. Um, I didn't yeah. see anything, but I just, I just was, had this overwhelming feeling that he was actually here with me. It was, it was very comforting. Mm. Actually, it was nice. Yeah. 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 I've, um. I have known quite a few people that have had that. But, I mean, you know, you you can talk to, like, Matt Fraser, the um, the American uh, medium. He's amazing. He's so, so talented, that guy. But, you know, he, he'll, he'll say to his audience, just talk to them because they're still around. You just, they're still there in energy form. You just can't see them, you know. So it's, and he's, he's like, it's not a coincidence that their favourite song comes on. They're literally playing that song for you, <laughs> you know, or, or um, you know, Pennies from Heaven and, you know, that kind of thing they, yeah. they talk about. And it's just those little signs and, and, and it is, it's that feeling of their energy and you just go, wow, I like, I can feel you and I acknowledge that you're alive. And as I said to you this morning, like I've been doing my family tree and it's, just amazing. I've got one really cool story about when I do Reiki and I've got another really cool story about um, an ancestor ancestor that came to my mum in her dream last week. I'll tell you my Reiki story. Okay, so I've done Reiki since I was about 14. As I said, my mum's a Reiki master. And so when I do it for people, I never charge, um, but I always say to them, because I, I feel it's a gift. A lot of people don't like that idea that I don't charge for, for it, but I, I just feel it's a gift, you know, and I, I just do it for my friends and family. One time my before I married my husband, I had only known the family for about two months and I had mentioned to his mum that 
her name's Mary, that um, that I did it. And she was like, she's gone through cancer treatment. And I said, it, it might help if you're interested. So that was okay. She accepted and it was a lovely day. It was the most amazing experience actually I've ever had when, when it comes to Reiki. So I'm channeling and I said to her, just be aware that stuff can come to me where the names, I pick up on a lot of names. I can see faces. I hear um, place names, last names, details. And she went, oh, okay. And I mean, she's in her 80s now. Um, and she, um, she, I think she was a bit skeptical to start off with. <laughs> but yeah, I was only, as I said, I didn't really know much about the family history at all. So right, she's laying on her bed and her and her husband had twin beds in the same room. And I'm standing there and all I could see is this violet light and my third eye was pulsating like it always does. And so my hands are getting really warm. She's feeling great. She's, she nearly fell asleep. And all of a sudden this lady walks in and sits on the other bed. Now I saw her in my mind and I've gone, in my mind, I've gone, oh, hello. And she said, thank you so much for helping Mary. And I said, that's okay, sweetheart. And all of a sudden I felt this mum, you know, I, I'm her mum mm-hmm. feeling. And I said to her, you're her mum? And she went, yep. Yeah. And I said, okay. I said, what's your name, sweetie? She said, I'm Lil. My name's Lillian. No, sorry, she said Lily, sorry. Lily, my name's Lily, Lillian. And I said, okay. I said, Mary, your mum's here. And she went, oh, lovely. And I said. She's pretty sweet, this Lillian. And she went, oh, that's not my mum. Who's who's Lillian? (laughs) And I went, went, oh, I don't know. But she's got this beautiful 50s dress on and her hair up in this little beehive and she's got red Mm -hmm. lipstick on. And all of a sudden I got this, the words um, sweet pastries over and over. Now, when words and stuff come through, if I don't tell whoever it is that I'm working on, they they're kind of really insistent. Right, so I kept right. getting, I'm Lil. No, sorry, it wasn't Lil. It was Lily or Lillian. And it over and over. And I'm like, okay, okay. And I'm like, Mary, who is this Lily? And she goes, I don't know, darling. And I'm like, okay. And so all of this stuff that was coming through to me just didn't add up. But she, she knew Mary. And then honestly, I was kind of getting a bit over it. <laughs> she was <laughs> insisting this, this spirit's going, oh, she was getting quite frustrated, but lovely, lovely lady. And then all of a sudden, Mary sat up and she goes, Lil. And I'm like, thank God, who's Lil? <laughs> and she went, she went, Jazzy, that's my um, Australian mother. And I'm like, huh? And she thought I was, because she was a Kiwi. She said, when I moved over here, this lady, I boarded with this lady called Lil, and she said she was an amazing pastry chef. And I went, oh, uh, my God. And I said, <laughs> I said, you know, did she wear bright lipstick? And she goes, hang on a second. She went and got this photo. No joke, Sarah. This is this woman that I'd seen. And she'd had to find the bloody photo of him because it was packed away. This is the, this is the lady that I'd been oh, talking to. Wow. But because she kept saying Lily or Lillian, Mary didn't know her as that. She just knew her as Lil. Right. And so, but she, yeah, it was just amazing. And she kept saying, you know, oh, thank God. Like after it, she, she, Mary sat up and she goes, oh my God, Lil, you know, and she, uh, she literally, this spirit literally sat up and she's like, yes, it's me, it's me. Yes, she can hear me. Like she, we can communicate. <laughs> and, and that, that's, that's when I knew that um, I could trust what was coming through. Yeah. Jazz, thank you so much for sharing your stories on Yowie Central. Thanks for having me. (laughs) And hopefully you'll come back again and we'll talk soon. Sounds great. You've been listening to Jazz, medium and seer of ghosts, among her many other talents. If you've had a paranormal encounter or a Yowie encounter, and you want to share it with the Main FM community, send me an email to yaoicentral at gmail.com or send me a message via the Yowie Central Facebook group. Well, that's all we've got time for this week, folks. But to take you out, 
I'm going to play you a very special song written especially for Yowie Central by Brett Young, lead singer of Bando Road. Let me know what you think, peeps. I'll catch you next week. Hello? Anybody there? Oh, bugger. He earned his fame in many names from Hilda Dead to Sands. He tears with ease the money trees with huge and homely hands. He walks the night, his eyes are light, his teeth are chisel blades. The baddest bastard in the bush and other accolades. He ain't afraid of water made, he tunnels and he climbs. And on the ground he's been around since back of all the time. The homie her and omnivore will take what he can find. And when you think you've got him pegged, he'll hit you from behind. The gooey's of Australia were right to bloody fear. The things he did, he'll take the kids, you'll tremble when you hear. Completely unpredictable, a little like a wife. He'll sever all your normal like a knife. You see him and he change your bloody life, yeah. A hero of a hairy man, a jewelry god. The massive bloody scary man. Julie Gall, the legend in the first of fucking Julie Gall. You really shouldn't mess around with Julie Gall. I laugh at all the city types and say he can't exist. And reckon all the witnesses were wasted with a piss. But pretty soon they'll change their tune, they know what he got it wrong. Sometimes Dick from TV says he's been there all along. Of course he bloody hard to wear to hide if I was him. Cause man, a bloody bastard on the yards of pretty slam. Perfect because I believe it must be said He ain't about for sticking out his head The paddy's bottom down the river bed Yeah, a hero and a hairy man A do-we-go The Nazi bloody scary man A do-we-go The legend in the first of all A do-we-go You really shouldn't mess around with do-we-go A hero and a hairy man A do-we-go The Nazi bloody scary man A do-we-go The legend in the first of all A do-we-go You really shouldn't mess around with do Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.